0: Decaf Thursday from me and my former office buddy who I miss so much. Ron, how's it going?
1: You know, I'm doing great, but if you're missing me so much, I keep inviting you over for dinner and you just, you know, keep turning me, uh, Kristen and I down. So I don't know. I mean, oh my gosh. you can say this, but... I I love,
0: I love dinner with Ron and Kristen because Ron always smokes meat, which I love. And we have bourbon and we have cigars. I really do. It's just so cold. Here's the problem. It needs to warm up a little bit so that we can have dinner outside and smoke our cigars. But I will bring the cigars. I actually just told Ron before we got on here that my personal life has been in shambles. And he said, you know why that is? Because you don't have me advising you every day in the office.
1: Right. You need, sometimes you need a guy's perspective on, on your life. So
0: I need, I need Ron's brutal, savage honesty from time to time. Um, but I did get to spend some time with Ron just the other day at our National School Choice Week luncheon at the Capitol. Um, that was so much fun. For those of you who don't know, it's National School Choice Week. It is the week of the year where all across the country school choice advocates, people who have benefited from school choice celebrate the fact that parents to a degree in each state, I think are being given, I think every state has some form of school choice. Um, And even if not like charter schools or the ability to homeschool, even though the the school, the state doesn't help fund it, but we're pushing for that in every single state. And uh, it's, it's kind of exciting to see all the kids come to the Capitol and get to kind of see how government works.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, we work on different policies and stuff every day. Right. And then it's just really cool when you see, hey, these are the kids that actually use these things that we work on. Right. And so, you know, helping to mold young minds, you know, (laughs) or or giving them for you to get to do. Yeah. Or, Or just like, Seeing how what you do matters and, and just the different ways that, you know, in different environments that kids learn in. Right. So it was just, That's it was nice. really cool to see and have them up there and like, yeah, what a, what a, I mean, I would have thought it was a cool field trip when I was in sure. cool in school to like go up to the Capitol, you get Chick-fil-A, you get to meet all these important people and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yes. So, so many elected hey.
0: officials joined us. It was so sweet. They get they got up there and talked about how their children have been schooled and why they're passionate about school choice. And that was even nice for me to hear because I'm not up there advocating every day. And so for me to get to hear more from the elected officials that are, um, you know, really waving the flag of school choice every single day. It was it was very cool. So um, National School Choice Week, look it up, look at all the cute pictures of all the kids with their signs and their yellow scarves. Um, And if you're interested in hearing more about what we've got going on with school choice this year, um, let me know, drop a comment below, I can send you some stuff. But we're really excited to get to further explore what an ESA program in Tennessee would look like. What budgeting shifts in Tennessee's school education budget would look like? What am I forgetting, Ron? Am I leaving anything out?
1: Uh, well, those are two big ones that are, are being discussed and talked about. I mean, you know, just uh, completely reforming and making it simpler, more transparent and how how we fund schools and how it should follow students, not systems, yes. to giving parents more choice over how to educate their kids, especially you know with uh, i don't think anything has been more impacted probably due to other than the healthcare sector than education okay. right with kids in and out of school in many cases so there's a lot there's a lot going on it's uh, i mean it is the year of education that is for sure
0: yeah. And I love to I love to hear it. I love to see it. Um, it's exciting to see that a lot of hard work and a lot of the things that groups like ours have been talking about for 20 years, people right. are finally really seeing the merit in that and wanting to get behind it. So I'm excited.
1: It's, it's never been more popular, right? I mean, right. It, it, it's it's parents are realizing, you know, hey, one, that they need to be more involved and, and that they need the tools to, right? Exactly. And they need to be able to have the resources in order to, to make a difference in the education. Absolutely. of Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm very excited for that. Um, and in our case, we currently have a case before the Supreme court that we're inter- intervening in to try to get ESAs even brought or get the original ESA put in place. And then hopefully we can go from there and make it broad and give all children opportunities. Um, that would be my dream. It would be it. I say this a lot, but my dream is that beacon never has to work on school choice again, because we have everything that we could possibly ask for in Tennessee. So yeah. cheers to that. Cheers, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so another piece of big news this week that i don't know so when who was the last justice to retire was it kennedy
1: uh i think so yeah
0: i when when justice kennedy retired from the u.s supreme court i remember hearing whispers of it for weeks it was mm-hmm. really talked about ron this week did you hear anything about brayer retiring i i don't I don't think I heard anything.
1: I don't think so, but I mean, people had been calling for him to, sure. right? Sure. You know, people <laughs> like very, you know, liberal folks were like, hey, we want you to retire. So that way, you know, Biden can nominate somebody while Democrats still have a tenuous at best hold of the Senate. So, you know, That's I think people time. have been like drafting him to do so and calling for him to do so, kind of like what they did with, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, but ap- apparently, I read that he was like very upset that it came out. Like it was kind of like a leak. Like he, it was oh, not meant really? to come out like right now. I so apparently, he had been telling the White House or something like that, and oh, and, gosh. and it got leaked. And he is like perturbed that it, it it became public. You know? Can
0: you imagine working in the White House like the last I don't know ten years? There have been so many leaks. of information I'm sure some of them were leaks but some of them were like real leaks like can you imagine that being where you work and people are just chit-chatting at DC bars and it just gets out I can't imagine
1: that that city can't keep any secret for long right somebody's Uh, gonna say something and yeah it's so it's only a matter of time and he should have probably known that you know
0: You, so. If you tell one person, it's basically going to be front-page news.
1: Exactly. So
0: uh, we, have a, uh, we have a Supreme Court retiree. Ron, yeah. do you have any wild and crazy predictions?
1: Oh, man. The well, he's already, Biden's already said he's going to nominate an African-American female by the end of February. Right. I think it is going to be nuts. And oh, really, like, around somebody. So I was reading apparently so first you know you, you have to go through the judiciary committee right? right and then it goes to the floor right well a little known fact i guess that's people are kind of fleshing out is the deal that mitch mcconnell and chuck schumer made because you know the tied senate basically means things like at the well yeah you only need 51 votes if you get to the floor that's only if you've been recommended by the senate and the committees are tied they're 10 and 10 so what could happen is, my understanding is, if all the Republicans vote no, okay, then it would still go to the floor, but you would need 60 votes instead of only the 50 plus one. What? Yes. God,
0: I did not. Wait, wait, yes. wait, wait, wait. I need you to have a whiteboard. So what you're telling me is the Judiciary Committee
1: is 10 10
0: Right. Partisan, uh, across partisan that lines. Part of,
1: that was the deal that they made, right? Starting because the, the Senate is 50-50, right?
0: Wow. And so, so if they if they don't recommend or if they just send the appointment to the floor without right, a favorable with, recommendation,
1: correct. You would have yeah. to have
0: a two-thirds vote.
1: Correct. Or or no, not two thirds, but 60. Yeah, so so 60. that means
0: okay. okay. So that
1: means you would need 10 Republicans. To vote yes when you couldn't theoretically even get one in committee. You yeah, so that that could happen. So
0: wait, this is bonkers. I yeah. literally, how did I not know this?
1: Yeah, so apparently, um, somebody just like was sending me the information. Yeah, it was um, it was talked about like in the Daily Wire. So go and look it up. Yeah. Okay. So, oh well, wow.
0: that is insane. I had literally no idea. I knew. Right. But then the judiciary was 1010. 10. Yes. I didn't know that the rule was that they could still go to the floor without a favorable recommendation and it up right. the threshold. I had no
1: idea. Supposedly you can't do just the nuclear option of 51 votes. Wow. You need 60, supposedly. So and then here's the other thing too, is let's say, let's say a Republican agrees and so it, you know, goes out of judiciary 11 nine or, or more so, right? right? right. You get to the floor, you know, what happens with like guys like Mansion or mm-hmm. something like that, right? Like, I know, I mean, what I wouldn't think that he would go against Biden on, on this, but he kind of could. really like,
0: been burning it down lately. He's been burning well, all those. Exactly. Ridges, Maybe baby. he's
1: like, oh, y'all been harassing me, following me into bathrooms. I'll show you. I, I don't know. Like, who knows what happens?
0: And honestly, so, I don't put anything past them.
1: If, yeah, so if
0: I, you have gotten to the point where you are a sitting U.S. senator. I don't put anything past you. <laughs> you do whatever. And, and it
1: is. I mean, look. I mean, Mitch McConnell. You know, love him or hate him, he is a politicking machine. So you don't he think is. if if that is how it works, you don't think he could be bringing those ten Republican senators on Judiciary and be like, "What's our plan here?" Like. Holy I mean, son. I'm
0: sure I, I am sure the moment they heard they were having some meetings. Yeah, going to be wild. Oh, to be a fly on the wall in that room. Right. That is insane.
1: Yeah. So I don't know oh. if like the hearings are going to be as wild as, you know, with Trump's appointees. Right. But I think the, the politicking around this one is going to be like nothing we've ever seen. Yeah. Because of the 50-50 tie
0: and it's not going to come out this the thing is that none of it's going to come out until after the fact and then someone who is involved in it is going to write a book and i'm going to read that book because i want to (laughs) know what happened yeah gosh i'm here for the drama of the situation i love it this is is a TV (laughs) show or like a limited series gosh that is going to be wild okay well people if you are as um in awe as I am at this information stay tuned because I feel like we're going to be talking about this a lot because like I said here for the drama um speaking of drama yikes Ron had a rough weekend listen all of our sports teams all of us in our office except Jason Coleman Mm -hmm. had a really bad year with sports Yep really sad endings actually is kind of the thing like Alabama had a good year but a really sad ending the Packers had a great year mm-hmm. a really sad ending Ron walk us through your weekend
1: oh my gosh so <laughs> I am a diehard Packer fan I'm a shareholder so I'm an NFL owner okay mm. um oh yeah absolutely diehard, and um Everyone, so, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, this is Aaron Rodgers last year with the Packers. They worked it out all, all the last year's offseason drama. You want to talk about drama, right? They were posting pictures like the last chance, you know, kind of like Michael Jordan, Scotty with him and Devontae Adams. You go through, you, you're going to have, um, you have the best record in football, you know, most consistent team all year. You get, you know, home field advantage, Lambeau field, all this kind of stuff. And just the craziness of losing without giving up an offensive touchdown. Like, yes. um, that I'm is back insane. In a lot. I was in a very dark, dark place. I was just sitting there listening to like Simon and Garfunkel, like, hello, darkness, my old friend like uh,
0: that's so dramatic
1: i mean i'm just saying like so taylor can attest so in staff meeting we have to say what made us happy the past week and literally my answer was i had enough whiskey to get through saturday night as a result of that game
0: <laughs> Thank it was you,
1: um, yeah and and now it's like you know all, all the games were incredible right like in terms of Insane last second field goals is. overtime all that um i think like we were the biggest favorite as well going into yes. the weekend and um, and now it's like, so as a Packer fan, you've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for 30 years. You have two Super Bowls to show for it. And we've always been good in the hunt, but have never been able to like only twice get over the hump. It's and now me. I'm like, are we going to suck now? Like, I'm not used <laughs> to this. Like, are we going to be bad? Are we going to be the lions? You know, I can't handle this. You yeah, know, Your so.
0: fragile heart can't handle it. I, I tell yeah, you, my um, fragile heart could not handle Football this weekend, especially Sunday. My Sunday routine is church, Mexican food with my friends, nap. And so I turned on what was the afternoon game? It was the Bucks and the who were the yeah,
1: Bucks and Rams, the Rams. yeah.
0: Rams. I turned on the game. I fell asleep like right before halftime. Sure. Woke up mid-fourth quarter. And I had expected the Bucks to just come back and and be yeah. coasting by the time I woke up. I was literally so not worried that I went to sleep. Yeah. Woke up to an absolutely shocking end of the game. Oh yeah. Went to my friend's house for game night. We're playing Settlers of Catan, and we stopped playing to watch the overtime of the oh, Bills yeah. chiefs game. I, they put their children down a one-year-old and a four-year-old, the children were sleeping. I screamed.
1: screamed. <laughs> nice. um,
0: I, you know, I just can't be, I can't be trusted with football. I thought that my blood pressure did as, as bad as it could do on Saturday
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: Sunday came along, but yeah. you, you know, win or lose, you gotta love just a great, Football weekend. I mean, that's why well, you play the game.
1: Well, first, this is why a lot of people call divisional playoff weekend the best weekend in sports. Yes. Because you can see every single playoff game, they go back to back to back, and they're all in one weekend, right? So yes. that's why a lot of people call this. And, I mean, this was probably the best ever. And then, of course, we should mention the Titans, who, like the Packers, one seed on a bye. You know, I mean, you get nine sacks. I was and about, about
0: to say. And
1: still lose. I mean. But what, you know, three
0: I mean, turnovers?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, so apparently three turnovers outweigh nine sacks, but you know, Derrick Henry came back after uh-huh. his injury, played okay, not crazy, not you know, but not great, but I mean, hey, it's your first game back and how long you got to expect some kind of rust, you know. So, what a crazy weekend. I don't know who I'm rooting for. I I just I just I I guess the best I can hope for is good games the rest of the way as well. But I'm just sitting here. I can't say
0: that I care. I really can't say that I care about anything else. You know,
1: I know. I mean, I don't want the Chiefs to like, Okay, they've won. They've been. That means they'll have been like Super Bowl three years in a row. I kind of don't like the Rams just for like, oh, we're going to show you we're going to build like a NBA super team and then have them win it. You know, but San Fran kicked out the Packers. So I hate them. Uh, and I don't want them to win, you know, and then I, I guess Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. I mean, it's kind of fun. Like, you but know, I they're kind of cool.
0: Joe Burrow. But I guess I'm a Bengals fan now. I mean, yeah. Mark told me Mark um, is a sports better. Yeah. and so If the Bengals win, I'm I'm going to make him take me to dinner to cure my woes from Alabama losing. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, and here's the thing, too. While they're fun to watch, they have the worst offensive line in Probably the NFL. That's why they got sat nine times. So then it's like, okay, now you got to go up against the Chiefs. And then if you make it, you're going up either against the Rams with their crazy D line or the 49ers, who we have Packers have a good one. We got sacked five times by it. So right. well, Joe Burrow might not be alive in a month if they make it to the Super Bowl. I know
0: I, I all I'm seeing is like, remember in those old Looney Tunes things where they would like drop the anvil on their head and they had like <laughs> the scratches yeah. and like the yellow and red, like crazy eyes. Yeah, that's that how could, I see well. that's how I see Joe Burrow. Uh here in a few weeks. I don't know. We'll see. I can't mm-hmm. wait to keep talking about it. I love sports. I tell people all the time, like I know a lot about two things pop culture and sports. That's all I got. That's all I can do. I, I got nothing else in the noggin. Um, but yeah, it was it was super fun. But uh before we go, I love when Ron joins me on the podcast, but I want everybody to know more about my friend Ron. And mm-hmm. this isn't a roast per se, but I will say that Ron is so into YouTube, like, oh, yeah. like maybe like 14 year old boy level of into YouTube, <laughs> like <he just> really <laughs> never got past it, which is it, I, no complaints here. You've always sent me really funny stuff. Yep. But you watch more YouTube than oh, anyone yeah. I have ever met. And so oh, yeah. let's get ron's top five of things that you watch on youtube that you would recommend to others not just your niche interests okay the top five things that you enjoy that you would recommend to our audience
1: okay all right so a couple of things i would say are one uh dry bar comedy uh clips if you've never heard have never heard of them dry bar is a, a comedy show out in um or venue out in provo utah and everything they have is clean. So... Yeah, I like that. And yeah. yes. And so it, they're really funny. And um, you used to be able to watch the full shows for like free on their app. I don't know if you can anymore. I don't think so. But you can at least get good clips. I mean, they've had people who have gone on to like America's Got Talent and and stuff like that on I like there. like
0: that. Okay. So,
1: yeah. They're so they've had some big, Yeah, so they've had some big names on there. So sometimes I'm, you know... Uh, I I try and oscillate between really serious stuff and then really goofy, funny stuff. And so that's a great place to go. Dry bar comedy. Dry
0: bar comedy. Uh, Love it.
1: Yeah. So that's number one. Um, All right. So then on the nerdy side, uh, I've gotten Joe hooked on these, if you can imagine. Is the Kings and Generals. Um is yes, Kings and Generals. <laughs>
0: so nerdy. Is,
1: oh yeah. Uh, they do like 20-minute uh history documentaries from battles from all over history. Fascinating. And it's really good production stuff too. I'm just saying. Don't don't knock it I'll to give each it, a try chance. it. I'll give it a chance. Don't, don't knock it to you, try it. Another favorite subgenre of mine is um reaction videos and
0: Wait. yes.
1: <laughs> so there's this like growing genre of like young, particularly African-American guys, like reacting to like listening to Led Zeppelin for the first time or ACDC for the first time. And it is hysterical. They're like, it's so funny. They, they, they've never heard these, like this music that I listened to growing up because my dad loved classic rock and roll, you know, and they've never heard it, you know, kids these days, whatever. And they're like, boy, these guys are really banging and it's like really funny stuff. So I love that.
0: Okay. Um, Number four.
1: Yeah. So you could go like no life shack. He's a great reactor or somebody else. I don't know. Um, I've got to
0: watch this, some more of these. I love it. Yeah.
1: Screwface Gene uh is a really good reactor too. So I'm just saying
0: so much.
1: Um, And then probably also my biggest uh, binge habit is epic rap battles of history. So okay.
0: It is so nerdy, but even I like these.
1: Oh, they're so funny!
0: They're so good.
1: They're so good. Uh, so if you've never heard of it, for the, for a the longest time, like in the mid 2010s, I guess, mm-hmm. early 2010s, it was the biggest most subscribed channel on YouTube. Yes. Um, I mean, literally, um, the guys kind of took a lot of breaks and and stuff like that. But still, if you go back and listen to, and so they pick two people from history and do like dueling rap battles and yeah and so i mean they'll take somebody sometimes it's fictional characters but most of the time they're real life so for example like and they try and have some kind of common theme so you got william wallace versus george washington right two freedom fighters yes um
0: they had one of the first ones i ever saw was hayek and Keynes.
1: yes hayek and Keynes is another so the two economists you know Mm -hmm. you've got like uh ivan the terrible versus alexander the great right is another is another one Or a funny one is like the four Italian Renaissance artists like Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael, and Donatello versus the Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo, (sighs) Leonardo. So things like that. It's cute. Oh yeah. And then of course you can merge the two together and you can watch like there are actual rappers who react to the battle rapping of Epic Rap Battles. So that's really funny too. That's,
0: That's what happens when you, this is what happens when you spiral kids.
1: I'm just saying, I'm just, but like, uh, oh, another really like you've got you could do Molly Cyrus versus Joan of Arc, like you know. So, I'm, one. I'm
0: in. I gotta watch more of these.
1: Okay, so what's your fifth?
0: What's your fifth recommendation, Ron? Oh, wasn't that wasn't that five? Oh, maybe that was five. Maybe I maybe lost count. Five. Okay, rat battles. I guess that's was five.
1: Yeah, that is plenty enough for people, in my yes. opinion. So. Okay. I've on, on the rabbit hole enough as it is. So. Well,
0: to, to all of you out there who read Ron's work and are trying to understand his brain, because sometimes he writes things and I'm like, who lives in there? I, <laughs> this is now who I, lives in there. See,
1: Now you know how I can come up with all these references, right? Yes. In, in, like, pop culture, so like movie good. references, all of that, you know, it's in my, it's because I'm so watching, oh yeah, oh yeah. It makes
0: all the sense in the world. I love it so much. Well, Ron, thank you so much for being on here with me this week. I love getting to hang out with you and getting to talk. And, um, I feel like tonight after my Bible study, I'm probably going to YouTube spiral and I blame you
1: Well, thanks so much. We'll see you guys next
0: week. Holler at me if you want to, uh, get more information on what's going on in education these days. And, uh, aside from that, Ron, thanks so much. We'll see y'all later.
1: See ya.